0: Hi everyone, Sean Paul Ellis here from the Saturday Morning Cartoons Podcast. Remember, that's morning with you. Some pre-show announcements. Who doesn't love pre-show announcements? Well, I mean, sometimes they're just okay. But I've been doing a great job at these, so I'm going to keep them going. Today's quick pre-show announcements are a shout-out, a reminder, Patreon, and also what's happening on today's episode. So our shout-out comes from YouTube on episode 253. Yes, that's last week's with Fantastic Four, we have Ace Hardy. He messaged us with a it's a, a double high five emoji and then an explosion emoji. Ace, we love it. Thank you so much, man. With double high five emoji back to you, explosion emoji and then a second uh, double high five emoji back to you. We really appreciate you being so positive, and we hope that you enjoyed the episode. We really appreciate the message. A very quick reminder. You have all been fantastic. Every single one of you that has listened has been fantastic about suggesting cartoons that we should be watching. We go through all of them. Trust us, we are going to get to them at some point in time. You could take a look at the list of all the cartoons that we've watched. That's all 254 episodes that we have in a document, and that's over 250-plus cartoons that we've taken a look at. If we haven't watched your favorite, recommend it to us. The link to that list, and how to recommend cartoons in the bio for all of our social media sites. That's right. Our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram. You can go there. It's the weird link that says Linktree. Just click it. Check it out. There's buttons. It's super easy. A quick ask. We have a Patreon. You can support this show and our original content. We want this to remain as ad-free so it can just be a majority of us and our friends just kind of giving you our opinions about shows that we're watching. Plain and simple. That's what we're looking to do. Don't want to support us? Cool, this message isn't for you. You have probably over skipped over this portion of the intro anyway. No worries. Enjoy the show. If you really want to support us, awesome. A couple people have reached out and done so, and it is beyond kind of you. We really appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. Again, click the link in the bio of any of our social media, or you can just simply go on Patreon and search Saturday Morning Cartoons. So what is on today's episode? So Disney Plus is about to become a thing in November, whether we want it or not. There is so much hype around it, and with Disney's acquisition of Marvel, we get a bunch of old Marvel cartoons as a part of the streaming service. Today is our final Disney Plus cartoon. Fingers crossed, right? And we're discussing The Incredible Hulk. We asked Twitter if they had ever watched The Incredible Hulk, and these are the responses that we got. We have Creed Stonegate. He says, the 90s Hulk was a great show, and I like how it tied into the Marvel Universe more than the 80s show, but the 80s cartoon was so iconic and had superior voice design and uh and voice work. This one is really cool, but it just can't compete with the 80s one, at least to me. Well, Creed, I'm not going to disagree with you. Actually, check out this episode. I think you might actually be correct. So no worries there, but thank you, Creed. We have our buddy EJ uh, on Twitter reaches out and he says, no memory to speak of other than maybe the Spider-Man crossover? That wasn't a question mark. I read it as a question mark. It didn't seem like EJ was 100% sure on this one. So I filled that in for you, buddy. So no worries. We have at, on Twitter, at Phoenix and Crisis, he says, I remember the Hulk's arch enemy, the leader, was voiced by Matt Frewer, who played Max Headroom, whom I love. And the leader's henchman, Gargoyle, was voiced by Mark Hamill. They do both excellent, sinister, raspy villain voices. 100% agree with you, Phoenix and Crisis. They definitely do that. And we're going to talk about it today. And then finally, our friend Alex, that's at Dude Exclamation, who has been on the show before, messaged, and he says, I actually dug this one. UPM had a pretty decent cartoon block, if I remember correctly. They did. They had the Marvel Action Hour, which had a lot of shows. This is the fourth and final of that Marvel Action Hour. We have done the other three, and you can go check them out. So without any further ado, was this Hulk actually so incredible? Question mark? All of this and more. So now... On with the show. Hello, and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the Collider weekly podcast for all things animation, including news, reviews, and interviews. Coming to you from inside the lab where I've been exposed to gamma rays during the detonation of an experimental bomb, I'll be your co-host, Sean Paul Ellis. And joining me from inside of a nutrient bath where he's just trying to relax with some scented oils. He's just trying to calm down, gang. Just trying to calm down. Welcome my co-host, Dave Trumbor. David, David, David. How you doing, buddy? I am doing excellent in here. It's like a sensory
1: deprivation tank. You can just kind of float and relax and absorb some gamma radiation
0: and it's nice you should check it out there's room in here if you want to come on in i yeah i yeah i'm gonna get my own my own deprivation tank i don't want to be weird about it like that's okay listeners there
1: is plenty of room in here for you guys to come on into my nutrient bath oh
0: god this is this has already gotten just as horny as tonight's show plus iron man and fantastic four all rolled into one and stuffed in a nutrient bath oh did it need to be put into a nutrient bath, If you though? drink
1: every time we or the people in this cartoon <laughs> say nutrient bath, you're not going to make it to the
0: end of the episode. Fair warning. Also, don't do that. We do not disclaimer. endorse the idea of turning... Disclaimer. Do not turn this show into a drinking game. Unless you're or drinking tell us about it.
1: nutrient bath water, which I'm selling my used nutrient bath water to our listeners out there. Oh, man. That's a Twitch really? joke. They'll get it.
0: Yeah. It's just your gamer bathwater that is, you have that you're selling out.
1: Except it's nutrient bathwater, so it's even better.
0: Yeah. God, what nutrients would you have in your nutrient bathwater? Science nutrients. Oh, well, that's the, probably the best kind that you want. Eighty-five percent or or better. I don't skimp. Oh well, yeah. I mean, what do we hold on? What are you flushing out the rest of the fifteen with that you're skimping on? Gamma. Just gamma. Just, gam- gamma. just, <laughs> just, just, get, just straight turn. gamma. Turn it up. <laughs> oh man, speaking of gamma, if you didn't read or know anything about what we're talking about tonight. Don't worry about it because we're about to fill you in. We are talking about The Incredible Hulk from 1996. You might be asking, why did you decide to watch this? Because, Sean, Dave has obviously been torturing you for the last couple weeks. That's what I do best. Iron Man and Fantastic Four from 1994. You might want to you know, round out that Marvel action hour with completing the four shows and if you're asking yourself wait there were four shows that were in this yeah little tip uh, biker mice from mars was the fourth and we've actually already covered that i think back on episode 178 yep
1: yeah i think that's the Ish. one yep
0: yeah so man we just have all these cartoons all weirdly full of bizarre stuff horniness nutrients and yeah, tons and tons of nutrients by the end of this i feel like we're just going to be selling some type of multivitamin to people that is just like irradiated daily vitamins that you would get sure. centrum gamma perfect you know done yeah sell easy it. man we made this put it in a box <laughs> yep told you that we weren't going to be sponsored by ads but now evidently we are just radioactive so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> daily vitamins buy them oh man but well, don't take you... them yeah don't take them just buy them please If you are not familiar with 1996's The Incredible Hulk, don't worry about it because we're actually going to toss this over to a longtime listener in front of the show, Bobby Anthem, to give us a little bit of synopsis of what we can expect from The Incredible Hulk. Bobby, take it away
2: based on marvel's famous comic hero this animated series presents the adventures of dr robert bruce banner an accident during the test of banner's own creation the gamma bomb transformed him into a powerful hulking being since then he's been on the run because the army sees him as a threat which must be destroyed
0: thank you bobby as always my goal is to see if we can just get Bobby Anthem in one of these Marvel cartoons.
1: I feel like Bobby is too chill for the Hulk, though. Is there a Hulk persona where he's just like it's just like chill Hulk, like the Chulk, like Chulk? <laughs> just ch- like, is yeah. that's a Chulk? terrible name? But like, you could that's be the perfect. Chulk if you want, where he's just like he's just big and strong for no reason, but he's just he's super chill, just like really if laid he, back and not mad about it.
0: I mean, if you took Bobby and Hulk and I, but it Bulk sounds. Like you're buying something in the surplus. Yeah, or it sounds derogatory. Maybe I,
1: I mean there is the bulking up aspect of things, which is kind of positive and that's nice, I guess. But okay. to call somebody the bulk wasn't the bulk actually like a knockoff of the Hulk from like a like a Tick cartoon or something like that. It sounds like Venture Brothers. I think there was like a bulk somewhere around Some, there.
0: Hundred percent sounds like it's within either of those yes. shows parameters to be able to make that happen. Bobby,
1: you can do better in both of those ideas.
0: I agree with that. <laughs> Man. So we are talking about The Incredible Hulk. Why are we doing this? Guess what, gang? Disney Plus is coming. Not paying Whether us. We, Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and not paying us. Whether you like it or not, Disney Plus is coming, and they're also not paying us. <laughs> we're paying them. What a bunch yeah, of reads we are. Jesus. We, we're not doing good. At, if somebody was to look up good at business, it is not either we're of not us. So, yeah, we're not there. Don't worry about it. We're fine. Uh, but... What is fine is that we did end up watching from the 90s, The Incredible Hulk, 1996. This is season one, episode 13. It's called Darkness and Light, part three. This was the highest rated episode on IMDb, and we are going to get into this. And as always, whether you're a longstanding listener or you're a new listener, don't worry, because we are going to talk about the good, the bad, and not the ugly, like the spaghetti western. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, and the LOL, because we want to you know, give some merit to some things that were good about this. We also want to acknowledge the things that either didn't age well or didn't work in this show. And then finally, we want to talk about some of the things that kind of made us laugh. What was a reason that we would continue watching this? Or just what was something that was surprising and goofy that kind of just surprised us when we were watching this cartoon? So to get into this tonight, let's start with the good. Man, there's a lot of, there's a lot of interesting stuff uh, for all three of these buckets. But Dave, what, what worked for you? What was good? Yeah, I think
1: I think we're in agreement on a few of these here. The main one being the lore from Hulk comics and the characters who you actually get to meet. Sure. Um, for me personally, like uh, the Hulk comics weren't ones that I followed a lot, so it was basically limited to the live action TV show, which did not really follow the comics <laughs> at all.
0: The Lou Ferrigno one. The
1: right. Lou Ferrigno one, and uh, right. Bill Bixby, I think, was a guy who played uh, David Banner instead of Bruce Banner. Uh, right, uh, the whole another thing we'll talk about a different time (laughs) but the characters from the comics i didn't really know that much until honestly later 90s comics or 2000s comics came out or i actually saw the two you know live action movies where they started to factor in some of those characters but this cartoon actually has a lot of them so if you're looking for more uh hulk characters that go beyond you know betty ross thunderbolt ross talbot Uh, you've got things like the leader, you've got Grey Gargoyle, you've got uh, a bunch of like crazy mutant uh, bugs that I don't know if are in the comics or not, but they show up here and they're fun anyway. Um, Yeah, I'm
0: trying to figure that one
1: out. Yeah, when they showed up, I was like, I don't know that this was a thing from the comics or something they made up for the cartoon. But honestly, the the range, the cast of characters here was pretty cool to see. Way more than just the Hulk and
0: Banner. Right. It's, you know, you... You talk about these bugs, and, and we have this kid. <laughs> well, no, I mean, you know, we, like, you mentioned, just even in tonight's episode, yep. we had so much that was there, from we had different agents within S.H.I.E.L.D. to Doc Sampson, to talking a little bit, you know, even in the, the episode intro about leader's forces yep. and leader himself. You know, we have Hulkbuster armor. We get, like, a quick glimpse of Gargoyle for, like, two seconds. Yeah, then that we was get all in Frank. the recap, yeah. Right, we get Frank, who's this kid who talks to these bugs. And there's wait, where'd you get Frank from? I that. thought his name was Frank. I think it's Rick Jones. Is it Rick Jones? I don't know where you got Frank, from. Frank? Did you watch like a weird <laughs> translation? <laughs> Frank, uh, God, I got it. Maybe so. his middle name's Frank. Uh,
1: but no, that's matter. Rick Jones because he's actually part of the comic lore too. And I had to look all this stuff oh, up. Oh really? So I'm not br- yeah, I'm not bringing like prior knowledge here. Okay. Uh, I had to look this up because I was like, wait, did this thing that actually happens in the season one finale actually happen to this character from the comics? So real quick lore background. Rick Jones was a kid who traditionally in the comics was like dared to go like race through the, uh, the testing site for this gamma test. And he was the kid who uh, Banner actually saved from the explosion. So he we'll knocks this kid, kid have
0: this job? Exactly.
1: So he knocks this kid into like a trench. Banner takes. The gamma radiation turns into the Hulk. But then Rick feels bad about it, so he sticks around. Plus, he also needed a job. So he sticks around, and he works for the, the research facility to help. But then the thing that happened to him at the end of this episode happens to him in the comics. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know about the mutant bug stuff. That's somewhere
0: in there or not, but uh, yeah. I also just want to say... I know that we mentioned that we're not good at business, but if you are involved in a workplace accident and then you decide to stick around at that workplace, <laughs> if you caused the workplace. accident, Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you decided to stick around. There's a lawsuit just waiting to happen for Rick, uh, every step of the way, or, you know, I guess Frank, <laughs> Rick and Frank, he changed Rick his name. Frank. He went to witness protection. Oh gosh. Thank you for clarifying that this is Rick Jones. I, I trust me. You know how hard it is to Google Hulk's friend, uh, frank and get zero <laughs> results back earlier i was like this like seems frank like it's Castle. weird like it's non-canon do you know how hard it is
1: for me to not say like rick ross or betsy ross instead yes. of yes. betty and rick jones
0: because rick ross is the first thing that jumped into my mind all so of I these was names Betsy Ross.
1: i it. was like you know famous
0: marvel hero betsy ross <laughs> god has rick ross been in a marvel series he, at some point we now i guess i mean let's make it
1: happen let's make it happen
0: Ah, oh, perfect.
1: This is also, like, you mentioned Doc Samson here, which right. another insane character from the comics who was, like, basically dosed himself with uh, the, the gamma radiation from the Hulk, like the Hulk's blood samples or something like that at some point, just so he could be on par with the Hulk. But he's also on par mentally and, and uh, intellectually with Banner. So... Basically, all that happened to him was he got super muscly and it turned his hair green. So you can yeah. always spot him in a Hulk cartoon because he's the only person with green hair, whether he's wearing a lab coat or not. Yeah,
0: it's like two quick things. That's an OSHA and probably a HIPAA violation, <laughs> yeah. like at once. How would you at do the same this? time stop it? <laughs> like, and he's still a doctor. You, you could have also just dyed your hair green, jerk. Like there's yeah, no just hit reason the gym, to. It. Bud. Like it's fine. Uh, yeah, just Get bulk up. Gains. Yeah. Oh man, there was. We are both in agreement that this theme song, yeah, yeah, pretty decent. It's okay. Yeah, like it. it I, I guess I'm saying pretty decent comparison wise to Fantastic Four <laughs> and Iron Man, exist. which were yeah. both hot trash. Yeah, Iron this Man at least had like was, a cool
1: kind of like metal lick to it, uh, which was fun. Right. But it was more of the visuals. Which honestly, in this one too, I think the visuals are stronger. But what about yeah. you?
0: Yeah, I thought the visuals were pretty good in this too. I yeah. was pretty impressed with with kind of everything that we saw. They did a pretty decent uh, job of using like some negative space to kind of show uh, sort of the shadows that you had back and forth between Banner to Hulk and then back. It was also interesting to kind of see sort of the scale in terms of what was happening because originally you get, you know, sort of this uh, Hulk kind of Banner internal, I guess what, like apologia that they have for this point. then. Then you get sort of a leader kind of entering in, and then you get the general, and then you get you know all of these different villains from uh, you know anywhere that's within the Hulk, you know, uh, kind of attacking him, or kind of even coming like out of the ground and grabbing him. And so you just kind of feel the the weight and maybe the the gravity of the situation that Bruce Banner and the Hulk are kind of in. You sort of see the scale and the fact that like there's going to be a lot of cameos, and we've talked about this for the last three weeks. The cameos of all of these weird, you know, characters that like you might be familiar with from the comics. But chances are, it, unless you're like a super fan, you may have never heard of some of these people before. Right. And so like Frank um, to see. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm never going to let that down now. <laughs> uh, so you get all these different characters and you get all these different people in there. And I think that that's kind of fun to see that in the theme song as well. want to correct and say, because we keep saying theme song There's no real song. It's just sort of a score. Well, they
1: yell Hulk, and they yell, like, Incredible Hulk a couple of times. That's it. They they really didn't put a whole lot of thought into this one. I do, though, I I really do like what you're talking about with the visuals because the visuals do a great job of selling that uh, inner turmoil of of Banner's mind where he's quite literally wrestling with the Hulk sometimes, but he also has these snippets of, like, romantic entanglements with, with Betty and trying to, like, keep all these things separate and balance them out, which is the crux of like the conflict of that character. It's always been a Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing. And we get a lot more hides than we were expecting at the end of this right. episode, which was pretty cool Yikes. because that that comes from my comics for better or worse. We'll, we'll talk about Joe fix it uh, when, when we get to that point. But I was surprised <laughs> to see that pop up in
0: this cartoon. That was a, that was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. So, you know, but I think it's challenging though, because, you know, unless you know Bruce Banner and Hulk or, or, uh, or Ms. Ross that you see throughout, you know, majority of this episode, who actually kind of intros us to everything that's there, which is a, a decent framing device that they they utilize, as well as also uh, it serves to kind of convey some additional information and kind of recap everything that's going going on. Evidently, uh, Betty's doing a blog that I don't a know what she's doing. I, it doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. I wouldn't put any thought or time or energy into anything that any of these people are doing, Dave. I'm pretty sure you already know what my opinion is of this show. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Uh, so there's just you know there's there's a lot going on, but to even give maybe some clarity to this this large mass of characters and all of this Hulk lore that they have, again, just a quick title screen just to kind of tell and say who some of these people are that because would be nice. again. They throw so many at you so very quickly, and it's very easy to confuse and say that maybe Rick Jones is Frank. Who knows? It could happen to anybody is what I'm trying (laughs) to say. This whole thing was a
1: defense of your
0: And nobody should at me about how wrong I was about that because I don't care. I hope somehow you heard
1: Frank and you were correct, and I heard Frank and was like, Rick Jones, got it. (laughs) And all the Wikipedias are wrong and everything else is wrong. It's all Frank. Uh... And I also have apparently a reading disability now. Because Frank looks like Rick Jones.
0: It's it's Wikipedia, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I am going on to you're edit. You're gonna change right it, <laughs> okay? Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna While change Sean everything. Sean edits right now, that out.
1: You're fine. Um, can I t- can I talk about another thing I like from the series? Yeah, please, please. I actually liked how this this particular episode. Now, granted, this is a part three of a three part arc at the end of season one, so they have a lot of stuff to wrap up. We didn't get a chance to watch the earlier episodes for better or worse. They're they're fairly well rated too, the previous two from these, but this is the highest rated. In the beginning for the first like 30 to 60 seconds, Betty Ross, as part of her vlog that she just posted and uploaded, uh, gives you a recap of the first or the the previous two episodes. So you get caught up really quickly and then they launch you directly into the action. So I usually don't love recaps and stuff like that if you've been watching the show all along because you're like, yeah, I just watched it. I know. Or I just saw it last Saturday. Like, I get it. I know. You don't have to recap. You're just wasting time and (laughs) wasting space. But for us who didn't get to watch it, it was like, oh, okay, cool. There was a lot going on in this last three episodes. Like, Hulk was uh, split from Banner in a nutrient bath. That's where that comes in for the first time. Hulk and, and Banner are split. So, like, the Hulk in his like, rage form is in a physical, his own physical body. Banner is in his own physical body, but he's just like his human form. So, eventually, uh, in this third episode, they have to clash. One of them is going to win, or possibly they're going to reunite, and that's that's the the conflict. So I really like that narrative setup, and then everything just goes all out action from there. And by the end, we get some bizarre twists that you won't see coming, and then a, a little bit of the cool uh, comic book lore which we alluded to too. So that was I thought it was actually a pretty solid episode from a narrative standpoint.
0: Yeah, and you know I would hope so. I mean we've we've had and we have watched three of the highest rated episodes and it feels like this one is the one that was sort of the most competent
1: to be fair the other two were the series finales right so they were the end they, were, they weren't setting anything else up to continue from there so we we ended on both of them with a really sloppy end note from uh, tony stark and then a really just kind of like disconnected what are you talking about moment from silver surfer of all people yeah. in fantastic four this one at least leaves you on a, a real cliffhanger It ends with a clunky bit of dialogue, which Sean will get to in a little bit. But (laughs) it is a good cliffhanger for the next season because it's actually like a midpoint. They had more story to tell. So it actually worked better for that, I think.
0: Right. No, I agree. And I mean, you know, and maybe if we went back and we had the time and we, you know, did the same thing and watched the exact same episode in terms of the sequence and the seasons that we had for Iron Man and Fantastic Four maybe we would go back and we'd say hey maybe maybe give him a shot but guess what we didn't and we don't and we, and we don't recommend that you spend your time and we're not going back to do that, if so. i
1: exhaust the disney plus catalog and get to the point that i'm watching the entirety of those two series and something has gone drastically wrong
0: yeah help dave then he is help me i haven't dire dire slept streets. for eight weeks yeah uh should we now maybe talk a little bit about what didn't work oh i got one more thing real quick Oh, you do? The
1: cast. I I didn't think the voice acting was the best for most of this, but the cast was really, really good. I'm not going to go through everybody here, but if you go to their IMDB page, they have a lot of really good stuff. Uh, First of all, we get Lou Ferrigno, who plays the Hulk in this, and he played the Hulk, like the physical form and the kind of like grunting, minimal vocal stuff uh, in the 70s, 80s live-action TV show. 70s, yeah. 70s, 80s, yeah. Um, Yeah, so he played it there, and he shows up in the Spider-Man, comics later on at some point too so like a marvel uh sweetheart it's always cool to see him pop up so it was nice that that he got a chance to do this for the for the show playing banner was neil mcdonough which you're a fan of uh legends of tomorrow you've probably seen him there recently but he's been a great actor over the years in a ton of different roles uh you've also got names you may recognize like john vernon mark hamill uh, luke perry who plays frank (laughs) slash rick jones which i'll talk about him in the
0: lols a little bit more uh, when we, when you say Rick Perry or Rick when you Perry. say Luke Perry when you say yeah when you say Luke Perry yeah. you mean nine hundred two one zero Luke Perry yeah the
1: late Luke Perry sadly to
0: kind of go well I I mean rest in peace Luke Perry right. obviously but this is the second time we've had a nine hundred two one zero cast with Brian Austin Green that's right. as Human Torch that's right
1: except this Luke Perry is just kind of like a dude who just rides around on a motorcycle a little bit causes some havoc uh, yep. you've also got familiar names like Cree Summer Jim Cummings Maurice LaMarche. Uh, Kevin Michael Richardson, John Reese Davies, Clancy Brown, and the one and only Stan Lee.
0: No, I mean all good, you know, voice actors, all good actors. Just in general, it's very challenging because obviously, when you kind of look at the the opposite side of it, what what were they actually working with in yeah, terms of the script? That's the it, bads. Yeah, that's when we kind of bleed into <laughs> some of the bad. I mean, some of the writing, and you know, we we've talked about this, you know, especially with. Uh, Fantastic Four last week about really kind of understanding sort of like the monologuing that goes on or just sort of even with Iron Man, the weird pace and cadence that they have when they're talking sometimes is a little bit off-putting. Now granted, this one has the benefit of being released in 1996 so you would think that for the other shows from 94 to 96 that they would have maybe had some lessons learned maybe a retrospective where they sat down and they're like hey gang what worked what didn't work great let's move forward with the incredible hulk right i don't feel like they ever had any of those meetings like somebody was like yeah we could have that meeting or we could all go home on a three-day weekend and they're like yeah three-day weekend why would we not do that that'd be insane So it's kind of a bummer to see some of that because some of the writing for this is just not great. And I'm going to get a little bit more into that in my LOL. Yeah, I think they
1: probably pulled a lot of it directly from the comics, which those are two different media. They don't work. That's like if you're pulling TV dialogue or narrative structure and slapping it in a movie. Like the bones of it may be there, but it's just not, not the same. You don't have commercial breaks baked in. You don't have this like ABC structure all the time that you can get from scene to scene.
0: Yeah. Right. And it's challenging because this felt to me more like a soap opera in some cases yes. than it did a comic book. And you would think that from sort of the, cause the Hulk came out and it was like the early sixties. I believe so. Yeah. I think it was like maybe 62, 63. And so when the incredible Hulk came out, you know, you have now at this point, several decades, you know, from the nineties, from 96, when you begin to put this show together, you know, or 94, 95, when this went into production, that you would be able to pull from all of that lore that was there. And they did a good job with some of it, but just changing the tone to make it seem like it's way more dramatic than it needs to be is just something that was a big miss for me. Voice actors, great. Material that they were reading from and that content kind of kind of felt a little bit trashed up.
1: Yeah, and it's like the the crux of their story here is you've got, again, it's Jekyll and Hyde, and then you've got this like military science research organization built up around it. You don't need to go soap opera with it like that's you're already stretching like the imagination there a little bit just have fun with it just have fun right. with it and they do for the most part like another one of my good points was the uh most of this episode focuses on banner in the Hulkbuster armor taking on the hulk himself i actually liked the the <laughs> battle some of the details of it were really goofy and uh not quite lols they're they're more of the bad side but uh, i like that we got to see it but i think you had yeah. a difference of opinion on that
0: I just think that the, and I don't know that it was necessarily a difference of opinion with that. It was just sort of how they decided that they wanted to beat the Hulk. Yeah. It wasn't the mechanism, but it was sort of the the justification and the right. internal dialogue that you hear. Again, going back to like just not great writing and sort of the content for this just sort of being crappy. And again, I, I hate to belabor a point, but we've talked about this on Iron Man and uh, and Fantastic Four. And I know that if you're watching this and you're just like, I heard this in the last two episodes, I don't care. It's a Stop recap. It, it's a recap. Uh, <laughs> here's my vlog. But it's it just, you get these you get these moments where instead of, just ta- instead of just preparing for what's next, they sit there and they talk about exactly what just happened yeah. to the character. And they're like, oh, how am I going to beat him? Oh, I guess I'll throw a punch. Here, he's going to hit me with a right and a left and a right, right. And it's just like, I... I'm watching the action take place, you know. We we've already established from the intro that you have the ability to be able to do a good job in terms of visual storytelling. So why muck this up with all this extra dialogue during these action scenes? Because this whole episode is just an action scene. We've yeah. seen this in a majority of these shows. It's just one big action scene.
1: I think this one is just it's just filler. Like they need to make sure oh. that they're like getting across what's actually happening. So you get stuff like Betty, and now Betty, her voice actor, she's fine, but everything is delivered in like kind of like a whisper, like a real kind of like breathy, (laughs) just like ASMR, just sort of like like everything is, is delivered at like a low volume, just like a real like, like pillow talk, kind of like breathy sound. I don't know why she does it, but it's every line of dialogue that she delivers. There's no change. If she's screaming, it's like a breathy scream. If she's just like, I don't know, reading
0: a book, it's the same kind of voice the only thought and justification that i can have for that is that it feels like everybody else in this episode the entire time is screaming Fair. and yelling yeah. and i feel like just to have a, a one change. character yeah, yeah, just yeah. any character just be like you know what we're going to we're going to change this up and in of terms course of course, betty ross while she's getting yeah.
1: shouted over by men and hulk alike yeah Ugh. but she has one line of dialogue where she's just like looking longingly like out the window and she's like oh no bruce out there alone <laughs> In the belly of his own beast, And I'm like, "Oh boy, <laughs> that's a rough line." No matter who you are, but to give it in that like breathy whisper of a of a husk, like a husk of a voice, like it's just, oof. Banner's just as bad. Like his dialogue is just as bad. Here's here's a yeah, thing. Here's a line that I think came like directly from the comics because it feels like sure. it. he's squaring off against Hulk. He's trying to figure out how he's gonna get. He's gonna either gonna defeat him, destroy him, or pacify him, or something. So he's standing there in his little forearmed. Hulkbuster uh, uh, armor. The
0: thing we'll, is atrocious. We'll talk about
1: that in the LOLs because that cracked me up. Uh, he says, Hulk, you came from me, are a part of me. Maybe you still are me. So how can I just destroy you? And it's a fine line when you're reading it, right? Because you can slow it down. You can pace it. You can put that gravitas on it. Like, it's supposed to be dramatic. But the delivery right. here was awful, especially because it was followed immediately by uh, Banner, like, dragging Hulk. <laughs> like dangling him by a rope and just dragging him through the desert while hulk is grabbing at all the rock towers that are going by and he's like this is like toy shopping with a thousand pound toddler and it's like those one-liners just just knock it
0: off so just get rid of it
1: they felt like they had to constantly talk right there was no space for anything to breathe there was no time for anything to kind of like sit emotionally there was no weight to anything because they were in constant motion constantly talking
0: right they, they have this uh, sense where they're, they're trying to understand how to actually beat the Hulk. And he goes, I have to try to overload him with his crude brain. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, that's your that's brain. That's your brain. You, you guys have just established that you're like, he is me. You are me. like over and over again. I'm just like, yeah. Ugh. It, and, and the whole sensory overload thing was this essentially, they wanted to give him a brain freeze somehow. I, I think, yeah. I didn't buy a minute of it. I, I It's
1: tough. I'll give him a little bit of a break on that one because, at least in this medium, how exactly are you going to beat the Hulk? Like, if you shoot him with a bunch of stuff, if you try to trap him in anything, he's just going to get angrier and he's just going to break out of stuff. Because the angrier he gets, the stronger he gets. So this was kind of like, I think they were trying to, yeah, fritz out, short circuit his his brain, just give him like too much at the same time. Their execution was awful. They didn't do anything with it. But, like, you could pacify him. You could talk him down. You could bring some, something or someone in. That would Give him like a Sudoku him. puzzle. Sure. Like confuse
0: the crap Give out him of him. Puppy. A whole bunch of word jumbles. Put a kitten in
1: front of him. Yeah. Bring Frank in. <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of works. The Beauty and the Beast thing kind of works when Betty eventually shows up. And there's an LOL I can't wait to talk about with Betty. Multiple ones. Um, oh. But yeah, they, they kind of, they got away from the like, you know music or beauty soothes the savage beast thing and they were just like just make his dumb brain seize up because yeah. he's dumb he's an animal and the,
0: and the best part is that they're just you know at some point like towards the very end you know when all of these things are happening they're just like he might have uh deeply buried memories i'm like you just said he has a crude brain i don't want to say that he's incapable of storing deep buried memories but this is a superhero that's fighting off of instinct and violence. Right. What?
1: Ugh. Well, and this is right know. after, too. Like, it's weird because it sets up Betty to like weirdly be, be like the guilt burden, like the scapegoat for this whole thing. Because right. she says, you have the line written here if you want to say it.
0: Oh, she, when she just goes, no hurt Hulk.
1: Yeah. And then Hulk like, looks at her and he's like, Betty Shut said, up,
0: no hurt Hulk.
1: And then it just like st- stops away like, after they yeah. just blast it over the face a bunch of times. It's, they, they try to have it both ways and the execution isn't really there because they try to say like, you're part of me, but you're a crude animal, but we are we are completely separated because of the nutrient bath, but you've still got the memories that I have. So it's kind of like you, you're playing both sides and it just, it was just kind of sloppy storytelling. My major yeah. issue is with the pacing of this because it just hits the ground running. And like I said, they don't leave any time to kind of sit with those decisions.
0: Right. Hot take. I'm going to say I would rather have watched the Ed Norton Incredible Hulk, as opposed to watching this. I
1: still like that movie.
0: It's not terrible. I mean, he's no Mark Ruffalo, you know, in sort of the MCU. But I mean,
1: let a hey man. If Mark Ruffalo can carry his own Thor was close. If Mark Ruffalo can carry his own standalone solo Hulk movie, then we'll talk.
0: Yeah, because fair. that's tough okay. to do as Banner and it's Hulk. It's good. Yeah. It's good.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know? And we didn't talk about How? Eric Banner, so don't even, don't even worry about that one. Yeah,
0: no. Yeah, I mean, I, I still like Eric Banner, so yeah, could know, just. I just think that you know the challenge again like when we talked about Fantastic Four it's like he's a dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde character right. how do you keep screwing this just up? throw mutant dogs at him just oh, God <laughs> I don't get it you you keep making these bad movies over and over again and we I'll keep watching them will but keep watching I'm them. not yeah I'm not gonna be happy about it are you happy about the LOLs tonight i am pretty happy about the <laughs> me, let's get into this because we gotta we gotta get into this we should preface this and mention about the fact that like this show if you've been listening to any of the fantastic four and iron man this show is all horny this oh, is man. all horned up in every way this show Nutrient took like a bath. yeah took like a cialis before Ooh, they were doing it Because i mean it's primed and ready to go They gang. got a pri prism ready to ready to
1: go to the doctor's
0: don't Google that on a work computer. Don't do it. Don't do it. Unless you take an hour
1: gamma radiated daily multivitamins.
0: <laughs> still, still showing product. I love it. Do it. <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, there, there are a bunch of lines, but I've written, I've written a ton down. So here's one. I just, we've been talking about the way that like uh, Betty introduces yeah. everything, you know, and it just, so. If I was to do this in her like ASMR voice, it's just like, video journal of Betty Ross continued. It's been so insane since. And she just continues to go on, and there's a nutrient bath at mm. that point. And it, it's weird. It's weird. It's weird.
1: It's very Here's weird. Problem. You can't just Here's... throw nutrient bath into like, a recap yeah. and not have the people be like, especially if you haven't been paying attention, be like, wait, what? What? Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's a, try working
1: I, it into like a, a normal everyday conversation today at work over lunch or don't or do
0: please don't. <laughs> I will say probably my favorite uh, line is from our, our general friend that he has. He has a Thaddeus he, who, Thunderbolt some, Ross. Thaddeus Thunderbolt. Uh, he is at a gun at some point that he's been shooting Hulk that looked like, a, like the toy Simon
1: you <laughs> had to like in order yeah. to activate the gun you had to like yeah. press the proper sequence and yeah. remember. there's
0: like a red a blue and a green thing that you just continually have Love to it. do and so he barges in because uh, Betty Ross and Bruce Banner have decided that they are going to have a wedding because Bruce is like he's been separated from the Hulk yep. he's not doing very well he's on he's, death's doorstep Yeah, he's on death's doorstep and Betty is like I want to marry you Banner is now like, the time. This is yeah. This is I'm gonna make you oh, I'm gonna, like you're gonna be very upset very quickly <laughs> with this decision. And uh Thaddeus Thunderbolt busts in to the wedding when he finds out about it and he says, My daughter to spend her wedding night has a widow
1: <laughs> That's what you wanna hear. Yeah. It's like the worst, like the opposite of a it's kinda like a shotgun wedding, but in this case it was a laser gun wedding aimed right at Banner's head
0: yeah but it wasn't
1: to force him to marry her it was to kill him and then
0: (laughs) he's got like he's got like the tracer dot like on his forehead like (laughs) just betty literally says like dad you
1: brought a laser gun to my wedding which is one of the (laughs) funniest things in these cartoons Is,
0: is it worse than the the shield agent that we have at the end just saying sometimes a man's gotta do what he Noses right. Agent Gabriel, I, like, man. I don't know if he shut has up. I
1: don't know if he has a background in the comics or not, but he does least doesn't. interesting character. God can I can I rewind time on uh Thaddeus Ross here for a bit?
0: Please don't, he, but also do. He
1: has my favorite arc in this entire episode because he goes insane. Like, yeah. not even not even like, oh my god, he's doing such crazy stuff that it's totally insane. No, he loses his mind in the desert. So this he's unhinged this entire time. First in the desert, when Banner is fighting Hulk, Ross goes after him with the Simon laser. He just rolls up in a Jeep and starts blasting away with the Simon laser. But then when uh, Banner ends up heading back and Hulk runs away because he got his feelings hurt from those deeply buried memories, <laughs> Ross goes after him. He goes after him on his own. He drives into the desert somewhere. And then there's this weird time wipe where we don't know how long it's been. Banner's back in a hospital. Doc Sampson is kind of looking at him like, eh, he's probably dead. We don't know how long it's been. And then it cuts to Ross in the middle of the night firing his Simon Blaster at just like random things that pop up that he thinks is the Hulk. But it cuts to his face and there's like, I don't know, at least two days worth of like growth and stubble on his face under his mustache. (laughs) It's like a slightly different shade of gray under his mustache. And he's completely insane. But they rescue him and bring him back too. Which is when he busts in and and (laughs) brings a laser gun to the wedding. But that's not where it stops. They like you know they, they mutiny against him there and nobody has his side and whatever, but after they go through with the wedding, then they try to reunite Banner and the Hulk in a nutrient bath.
0: Ugh, stop.
1: I have to. So in order to do that, I'm uncomfortable. They put him back in the back in the tank and everything's fine. And Doc Sams is like, all right, we're good to go. Let's start this thing up. Now Ross is up on the up on the balcony up on the whatever the second story, and he's like, yes, a lab accident. They'll never know it was me, and <laughs> Betty will be free. And he takes a fire extinguisher and just smashes like one little like tape recorder, and somehow that starts a fire that rages through the equipment and explodes and injures or possibly kills at least four S.H.I.E.L.D. agents <laughs> in the process, and then completely ruins the merging of Banner and the Hulk. Now right. what happens is poor Frank slash uh, Rick Jones tries to intervene again, tries to save Banner this time ross just throws him off the balcony (laughs) he takes him out of his wheelchair and just launches him off the balcony now he
0: well rick rick jumps out of his wheelchair to try to get to the general general just like takes him and tosses him yep yep just there we go
1: (laughs) yep right over the railing right into the nutrient bath oh god now here's the spoiler alert this is the only spoiler alert i'll give for this 25 year old cartoon show when Rick lands in the nutrient bath, he turns into the Hulk. He absorbs the gamma radiation and becomes his own version of the Hulk. He's got cool hair. He's mulleted, whatever. He, some, for some reason, barks like a dog before running uh, out into the desert. once. Yeah, what was that? I don't know. It
0: was, in the episode that we watched, it bad, at, at, at minute 19, 19 uh, and minutes and, and four seconds, yeah. there is just this new Hulk, uh, the Rick Jones Hulk, jumping out of the building, and there's just two dogs that bark. <laughs> For no re- no dog is no shown. No dog. dog has been in this episode. There's no precedent that we Maybe have. Maybe it's for the pups. dogs from uh, from the other movie, from, from the Ed Norton one. No, from Anthony. Oh, <laughs> no, it's definitely not. It's it was so it was so silly, and for no reason. And it's very distinct. Like you can very clearly, objectively say this is nothing else other than a dog bark. Yeah,
1: it's very much that. But what I loved about this is we get Rick Jones Hulk from all this insanity. But then we get Gray Hulk, which isn't really an LOL. It's just like, wow, that's pretty cool. I didn't think they were gonna do Gray Hulk, who's also known as Joe Fixit in the comics because he's a kind of tamed down version of the Hulk, who actually becomes like a Vegas kind of like fixer. It's a whole thing. They don't okay. get into it in this cartoon, but yeah, you cool Gray Hulk, which I thought was pretty cool. I monopolized a lot of that time, so give me some of your LOLs.
0: Okay, uh, I want to say my. I'll do the ending monologue, because okay. obviously we're not spoiling anything. I'm not going to do this with the ASMR okay. voice, but it just, it we have, again, as we've talked about, the ending monologues for this, these series of anything that's a part of the Marvel Action Hour, have just been garbage. Don't worry, we're not about to disappoint. This is on the same level of a dumpster fire that you all know and come to expect from this actual show, and so we have a video journal of Betty Ross addendum. Try as we may, perhaps it is beyond our control to alter the course of our destiny. The winds of change simply blow past us, humbling us. Remind us how helpless we really are. But Doc Sampson says to never give up. And I won't. Ever. Not until Bruce is saved from the beast within. From the Incredible Hulk. And that's it. That's it. And that's mid-season finale. Bong. That's why there's dog barks in there, because that was a real yeah. woof of an ending. <laughs> Perfectly just done. Yeah, that was great. Exactly. Yeah.
1: The, I mean, there were so many things like just tonally, just so many things that were off uh in this. But that one was pretty funny. I have to say though, Frank Rick Jones probably made me laugh the most unintentionally because he acts as kind of like the, the comedy relief. At some point, in a previous that's, episode, not com- that's not comedic <laughs> it's not comedic at all but it was unintentionally funny like at some point in the previous episodes he was trying to distract the hulk and like lead him away and he somehow gets like his entire body apparently like crushed because he ends up in this cave with these mutated bugs and they're trying to take care of him and he's like well, i may have some broken ribs i may have some broken this or that and apparently like all of his bones are broken because the way he screams he screams like <laughs> an actual like like a little little girl in this and it was so funny to watch him just like collapse and scream like a tiny tiny girl child it was very very <laughs> funny and then at the end of that scene later on he comes wrapped up head to toe like a mummy for no reason no reason no reason at all the no bandages all. fall off and he's totally fine I just love everything everything having to do with Frank was hilarious uh,
0: I, I will say <laughs> there's a, a moment where we've talked about our, our, our general buddy here who obviously we mentioned his facial hair and oh, yeah. the the extra two days worth of, of facial hair that he's grown. But he has, at one point he's been subdued and yep. he has a piece of tape over top of his mouth and over top of the mustache yeah. to the point where you can't tell because of how they colored it. If it's just a mustache that's made of tape or a tape mustache or like what they've done with it. Or just a skin flap his over mouth. his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, like, like a weird hell razor type of thing. And so you don't know what it is. And so they just, they, they rip this piece of tape off of the mustache of this general's face. He is, Unfazed, unflappable in terms of what has happened, and nothing has happened. Like it's like watching uh somebody play through the uncharted video games, and you look at Nathan Drake's shirt and you're like, he's been climbing up a cliffside for an hour. Why is his shirt never moved at all? And it's it's <laughs> so you notice it because it's a thing that like we just take for granted in terms of you know life. And watching it in such a weird setting now, you just eye roll hard because you're like, this just looks so unnatural and goofy. Like they could have, they could have even used this because obviously Rick isn't pulling his weight in terms of the comedic impact he has on this episode. They could have pulled off part of his mustache. They could have had a quick quip about a mustache as a person with facial hair and a mustache. Like they could have said anything at any point in time they chose to say. Nothing and acknowledge it and make it a like a skin flap over his mouth and it was just it's so gross. They I don't just want anything to do with it. They could have just put a yeah.
1: rag in his mouth before and yeah, pulled exactly. it out. But no, they just tore a skin flap
0: off his, <laughs> his face that didn't say anything more about it. Uh, you you have like also just like set dressings that they have oh, or like yeah. the tableaus that they create in these rooms are just so stupid silly. There's at one point where we talked about Bruce Banner like in his hospital bed and he's on like death's door. And they're trying to figure out what to do with him. And there's just a doctor that is in the room talking to another colleague. They're, it's a big room, too. It's not just like, you know, if you were to go to a hospital, yeah. like, the small kind of, like, two-person room. Like, like this is like wing. a mansion. Yeah. yeah. Like, they've got an entire area just dedicated to, like, not letting Banner die. With no equipment in it at <laughs> no, just all. But bed. just a bunch of doctors. <laughs> a bunch, of doctors. Just a bed doctors a bunch of doctors And the bed
1: does it, have a, a metal clamp that goes across his, his chest with two giant nipple-shaped things for no reason. Yeah. For no reason. Very strange. But
0: for, again, for no reason, you just have these two doctors that are not in the scene, that are just background set dressing, and the one doctor is just, he has his head, his, like, his brows kind of furrowed, his head's down, and he's just shaking his head no, like, ooh, this is a very <laughs> dire situation. And they cut to him like two or three times for no reason. And, and he never comes into play. He's never one of the four people that like, when a fire hydrant's used to blow up a supercomputer gets hurt in any way. He's not in any kind of a nutrient. But he's just there. He's just chilling the entire time, and it just, it's just—it's so funny to me to see these like moments of just, like, blatant stupidity in terms of what they were doing. Can
1: I ask you this? Maybe he was the doctor that initiated the
0: inverse gamma mitosis. That I knew that you were gonna pull apart that techno babble because I laughed so hard. I was like, this is this is like watching anybody in the television show Twenty Four talk about how they were gonna look inside of a. Uh, a C plus plus in the header file to determine the GPS coordinates. And I'm just like, right. get out of my face. You're an idiot. Right. That's not how that works. Exactly. Ugh, so frustrating. I love it
1: though. I love when you just string various words together and you're like, yeah, that now nah, that all works out. That's fine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Knock it off.
1: Uh, I am going to uh, try to initiate inverse gamma mitosis later tonight though.
0: <laughs> Please don't. And also stream it in a nutrient oh. bath. Uh, I just hope it's Epsom salt Thanks in a bathtub listening. somewhere. It is now. Yeah. It is now. Uh, I have one final LOL. How got? are you Bring feeling? home. Out? Okay. My final LOL is that uh, if you look at the character <laughs> design that we have for for Betty Ross, she is the... Uh, however you want to look at it. Yeah. I don't... I Obviously, I, I want to be respectful of this, but the character that we watched on a previous show which is called Bigfoot in the Muscle Machines if you want to hear us talk about it for way too long go back and listen to the two parter that we have for episode one. why was that two parts because that show was an hour long uh, itself and so we decided that we would dedicate two hours a, to talking about a bad it it's idea unnecessary for us. unnecessary so <laughs> uh there's a character in that called Yank Justice and if you're just like <laughs> that sounds <laughs> i had to look it up
1: we spent two hours covering that show that we watched and i had to look it up to make sure that it was correct (laughs)
0: yeah yeah yeah. it's not a frank situation it's not not a frank justice frank
1: justice is a pretty good name actually frank justice is a great name but yank justice
0: for this character google yank justice and then google probably Prism. uh, no don't stop it not on a work computer we've already told you that gang Uh, But if you were to look up uh, Betty Ross from The Incredible Hulk, they, in terms of character design and color palette and scheme, they are almost spot on identical in terms of hair, shirt and pants blew my mind because there was a part of me that when I saw it immediately recognized that it was a character that I had seen and that we had talked about it in another cartoon. And my brain went wild for about five minutes trying to figure it out. And then I was like, this has to be Yank Justice from Bigfoot and the Muscle Machines.
1: I don't know why. And they have something else in common that I totally forgot about. They both drive trucks that get blown up and shot off the road. <laughs> Betty yeah. Betty rolls up yeah. to interview between uh, Banner and uh, and the Hulk, and also to stop her father from like trying to kill the Hulk or Banner or God. both of them. He rolls, yeah. she rolls up and parks her car between the two of them as Ross is firing his, his Simon pistol. He just. <laughs> unloads into the side of her truck and blows it to hell and she goes flying out and he's like Branny! but he's basically just pissed that she got in the way but it was a yeah. hilarious moment that he pulled a gun on his own family multiple times in this episode <laughs> oh, i hope he's locked God. up at the beginning of season two
0: yeah I, that's the only way to proceed the only way with this at any point in time yep. well any any additional lols that you have Dave? that's it for me bud all right well guess what you listening right now. Yeah, you listen to this podcast. Turns out you have opinions. So do all of your other friends that are on the internet. They also have opinions as well. Guess what? They post them on the internet for us to read. And so we're going to head and take a look at some of them and kind of honor some of the the special ones that we've found. And we are going to turn this over to a longtime listener in front of the show. Again, Bobby Anthem for this week's Love It or Hate It. Bobby, take it away.
2: Our love it for The Incredible Hulk is titled, One of the Best 90s Marvel Shows by We Are Live 11 in October 2017. It says, Out of all the Marvel shows in the 1990s, this was the only one I watched from beginning to end. I found the show very good. It showed the complications between family, friends, and who to trust at the right time. I would definitely recommend this show to anyone who's a fan of The Incredible Hulk. I even think General Ross and Major Talbot were nice people. They were just trying to protect the world, same as Hulk, but from protecting it from him. I'm glad the show ended on good terms in the end. 9 out of 10. And our Hated is titled, The First Season Was Great But Season 2 Reeked by Kai184 in May 2000. Kai wrote, The first season rocked. It had decent voice work, fun plots, great characters, and great moments. It even ended on a kick-ass cliffhanger with Rick Jones turned into a monster and Hulk going great like in the comics. Though I don't think the Rick Jones thing happened. Sadly, season two was really Hulk and She-Hulk. It was bad, so if you watch it, just stick to season one.
0: Man, if that was the hate it. And you think that season two is worse than what we watched tonight. I'm kind of glad that we watched season one in order to talk about it. Because if we would have watched something that was worse than tonight, I would have lost my mind. I would have Hulk raged and flipped out myself. I would have just Grey
1: Hulk kind of like casually just simmered on the sidelines and just been still kinda of like chill and, and kind of okay with it. But but it's interesting because Iron Man was the other way around, right? Like people hated the first season and then when the second season came around they actually thought it was better. So Ah Let me ask you this after we get through our reviews. Have this in mind. Okay. Alright. I want you to rank these three. It'll be. Yeah. Okay. All right. So after All right. we do our recommendations.
0: Yeah. I can I can I can get in with that. So For our recommendations, we can recommend a show and we can tell you why we recommend it. We can also say that we don't recommend a show and we can give you our justification about why. And then finally, if we don't recommend something and we want to go one step further where we really hate that cartoon, we can give it the Who Framed Roger Rabbit style dip, which erases it from the annals of cartoon history. We won't talk about it on this show anymore. Don't worry, it doesn't exist as far as we're concerned. And so Dave, what are your thoughts and feelings about 1996's the incredible hulk
1: not gonna recommend it (laughs) but also not gonna dip it It, it's pretty i know it's boring but that's that's three for three for me with these cartoons it's like they're not good enough to recommend they're just not as good as they could possibly be and in the 20 some years since then we've had better examples in different media uh there's much better stuff out there to find but it's not bad enough that i want to like erase it from existence so pretty cut and dry for me how about you
0: yeah, I'm in the same boat. Again, I know it's boring, but I mean, I kind of wish that I would have gone back and dipped Fantastic Four in <laughs> retrospect. Well I definitely You can always go yeah. back. I mean Yeah, I mean you could, you, I, I, could, me,
1: you could vote for a dip. That doesn't mean it actually gets dipped, it needs to be a majority, I guess. So Right, I guess. So I
0: guess. I guess. Anyway. You can dip it in a nutrient bath. Oh, please don't. And I don't wanna think about that ever again. <laughs> it's weird that I keep hearing nutrient bath when I'm gonna have to shower to get rid of the stink of this nutrient bath. Mm-hmm. It's just it's very it's it's very all encompassing and consuming That's for me. That's the at science. This
1: point. Your gamma's have been yeah. inverted my Yeah. Ugh.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't even know how that science works. But.
1: So how would you rank these 3 that we had to watch and forced ourselves to watch over the last couple of weeks?
0: Yeah, uh on the bottom of the list is obviously going to be Fantastic 4. Sure. Uh, I really thought that that one was just a giant stinker, uh, which is a shame because you had so many different characters that you threw in the cameos were were ripe in that one you you went across the marvel in terms of avengers x-men fantastic 4 everything you had so much that was there it was a real real stinker uh i i think then maybe my my second uh my my silver medal would probably be the incredible hulk uh and it's only because the reason that Iron Man wins out in the first place is that it was just the hornier cartoon. <laughs> like there was just there was more hornball shit. More hornier than was, nutrient bath? Yeah, I and think so. And cabin getaways with lingerie. Dude, egg? we had we had people grinding in a swimming pool, You're right. and then we had we had like a dead PT. Woman yeah, we at some point. She burned up. Which is not funny in any way. As shape he laughs or form. As and as I'm he laughs into the microphone and records it, <laughs> God, it was funny. <laughs> It's only funny because just in terms of the context and how they executed these scenes, like they could have done anything at any point in time, but they just chose to have these characters, as we talked about, who have kind of just like thrown things away at certain points. They just have Tony Stark just pick up a limp body and be like, she's all right. <laughs> like,
1: and you never see her again.
0: No. No, she's not. She's not. This is she interesting did.
1: though. I think we're almost like completely inverted here. I'm going to say... There's a fine line between all these. I, uh, I'm gonna say the Hulk was the best out of these three. Okay, all right. I liked I can see the, that. the story was more cohesive for me. The sure. voice direction and, and acting was a little bit. It was still bad, but it was a little bit better. Okay. And uh, maybe because it was a season one finale, it had a cooler, a better cliffhanger. So like better resolution, I think, to the end of it. Okay. And they okay. they tease a lot of comic book lore within it, and we still get some like some crossover stuff, uh, or at least more comic characters. Second place, I'm going to say Fantastic Four, Oof. only because it was fun to see Doctor Doom just go completely ham. I really had a good time with watching him just do all kinds of crazy stuff. It was so bad,
0: <laughs> but it was fun
1: watching him go go nuts, and fun watching Silver Surfer just chill with the lions.
0: I, Silver Surfer was terrible. He was
1: awful. Silver Dong forever. Do you know why <laughs> Iron Man gets the bottom spot? It's not because it wasn't horny enough.
0: Do you remember why? Ah. Uh. Is it just because of like all the terrible Mandarin there's stuff. There's one specific or? transformation. Oh, it's because of the, it's yeah. The, CG. Uh, the first time the CG, when he turns into Iron Man for the first time it's in that the episode, CG,
1: man, it was, it was yeah. not fully baked. That sucker came out raw and awful. I,
0: I'll, I'll say in in the defense of that CG, nothing in any of these three cartoons has felt fully baked.
1: No, that's totally true. But none of the other ones had the audacity to try a CG transformation <laughs> except Iron Man, and it's <laughs> so bad, you get a yeah, free fuzzy Iron Man. Go back and listen to the episode if you want to hear more about it. But
0: whoosh. I'll almost say that it's at the top of my list because it's because worth seeing how bad something can <laughs> yeah, be. I mean, come on. Yeah. No, I mean. Then we both we
1: essentially have the same list. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. If if the best is your worst and the worst is my best, then it all works out. Yeah. We can all go into the
0: nutrient bath together. Oh, let's not. Let's not do that. Ah. But speaking of people who we would share a nutrient bath with, you heard him twice on this show, our buddy Bobby Anthem. (laughs) You can check him out on his paranormal podcast, Inhuman Experience, with his co host, Bobby Blades. You can find them on Twitter at IEXP underscore podcast. And Bobby has a solo show that is called In Search of My Lost Soul, which is available along with the Inhuman Experience podcast, available anywhere that you find podcasts. Dave, what do you got going on, buddy? Same old stuff.
1: You can find me over at Collider.com. Check me out on Twitter at Dr. DrClawMD. And if you're the reading sort, and if you want to read it while soaking in a nice hot nutrient bath, uh, you can check out the Science of Breaking Bad available wherever books and nutrient baths are sold. What's up, bud? <laughs> I got distracted looking up <laughs> nutrient bath sets for your for Christmas for you as a gift set. Uh, please don't.
0: Um, thank you, but also no thank you. Gang, as always, I do live improv comedy with a group that's called Knox. That's N-O-X! exclamation point. We perform with Washington Improv Theater. You can find Tickets and Times at witdc.org. And I'm also always on Twitter and Instagram. Please help me not be on Twitter and Instagram. I don't want to be on Twitter and Instagram. At Sean Paul Ellis. This was definitely... At some point, my, my name is just going to be at cry for help. It probably should be. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah. But hey, you know what's not a cry for help? This show. Want to support us? Tell a friend. <laughs> R- write me a good segue to be able to use for these parts. Let me know. Uh, tell a friend. Review us on Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Let us know how we're doing. You can always slide into our DMs on Twitter at tunes. Remember, that's morning with a U. You can check us out on Instagram and Facebook. That's at Cartoons. Drop us an old-fashioned email, SaturdayMorningCartoons at gmail.com. We really do read all of your emails, and we love them. We also get all of your uh, YouTube comments, so thank you for all of those because they are always a joy, and I mean that positively. (laughs) They brighten my day. Uh, You can find all of these links that we have talked about in the link tree, which is in the bio for all of our social media sites. It's the weird-looking URL. I don't know. Give it a click. Because inside there, you can always recommend us a cartoon, and you can also check out all of the lists for all of the cartoons that we have watched for this show. And you can always find us and listen to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere fine podcasts are sold. So I also don't know why I keep saying podcasts is podcasts Podcast. Yeah, this is like a weird accent thing that I've developed just for this episode. It's like so if you're I'm ordering pad Thai but listening to a podcast. I don't like any of this. I While guess maybe. soaking in a nutrient bath. Nutrient bath. Damn it. You yeah, beat me to it. Yeah. There we go. All right. We got it. We got there. Guess what? Next week, we're going to be back, and we are not going to be talking about anything Disney Plus related, unless Disney, which I know you're listening, or Marvel, with your Disney dollars and your Marvel cash, uh, reach out and let us know, because we will obviously review your cartoons, and we'll let them know. But we're going to keep it 100, and we are going to be very honest about how terrible these things are.
1: <laughs> I'm going to keep it 3,000.
0: Uh, really? Andre yeah, 3,000? No,
1: that was the Marvel thing. I love you 3,000. Oh. Oh. Listeners oh, that's out there, right. we love you 3,000. Unless we oh. get sued by Disney for using that. Sorry.
0: Ooh, Edit that out. Oof. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Probably with a lawsuit.
2: <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening to Saturday Morning Cartoons. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform... And roll out.